Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. My boss says, this better be radio magic. And I said, yeah, baby, because Larry Menti is in the house. Welcome. Thank you. This is really nice. Isn't this it? Is palatial. Yeah. Beautiful. Very nice. Is that an espresso machine you have right there? That's amazing. I know. Yeah, there's a masseuse outside. There's not a masseuse. I turned down the sushi <laughs> as I came in. <laughs> it's incredible. This is really, really nice. Now, you're in this little studio. I see Dom getting ready for the show. He's not even on the air. He's got a big studio. He gets the big boy studio over there. Well, the, I, this is nice. This is pretty big. Is that where... So who else is in that studio? Let's see. Is Nick Kale in so that we'll studio? So we'll have to do like a video tour. Well, let me just ask you. Is Nick Kale in that studio? So Nick, can you hear him okay? Anthony's coming in. Anthony's adjusting. Anthony comes in and adjusts my buttons and your buttons. They just... They screw with my audio every time. I'm on. <laughs> every single time I'm on the air, there's a problem. And I'm starting to think it's Anthony. <laughs> as soon as he touches something, is that better? It's better. Um, now, his mom, Lynn, and, before, and his dad and his nan are listening, so I'm just warning you. Okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. why you say their names, and you that's want to right. suck up to your producer, which is that's really right. smart. Um, <laughs> so everybody else gets that big studio, you get the little studio. That's right. And then before this, before you had this studio, you had a little closet they put you in, you said, that you can't even <laughs> you show me. You in trouble. You can't show me because you still get PTSD <laughs> from being in there. Is that right? No, really, the truth is... What are they going to do, fire me? That's where they put me now. In the is that closet. you really? Are you in the little closet? <laughs> He's in the middle. It's are you serious? <laughs> well, I understand. I, they had to get used to you because they didn't, yeah. you know, they didn't want the man Stop. mixing with the women folk. Well, especially because, you know, it's... It's, I don't know if everybody uses man wipes who uses that big studio. And so maybe it's a smart idea. I don't know. No, I think man wipes are an excellent idea. You if you're asking me to give an opinion on man wipes, <laughs> especially for certain people, there's a lot of people that I'm around right. that I would love to use man wipes. <laughs> so I'm pro man wipes. But, um, but, but I understand not? that you were doing it today because in New Jersey, they're going to make man wipes illegal, but just the unflushable kind, right? Which right. you don't want anyway. And baby wipes. Right. There's something wrong with people that have unflushable man wipes. There's something wrong with them <laughs> because, because what happens to it after that? Yes. You might come across it on the street you might, you may, or, in a, or, God forbid, in a public restroom. So... You've you never... are the unflushables. <laughs> yes, it's like right, the unflushables. The unflushables. <laughs> a new movie with Kevin Costner, The Unflushables. <laughs> I love it. So you're pro man wipe, just get the flushable. Um, yes, I'm pro man wipe. I'm pro flushable. Whose side am I on in this, by the way? 
Who? I mean, it sounds like you've had a, you've been talking about this for a while. Are we really going to talk about flushable man wipes the entire time? No. We're here? Okay. Can we yeah. just? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We had, uh, you know, we had some. <laughs> Do fun. your job. Move us along. <laughs> All right. So what do we? These are the things Larry wants to talk about. We'll we'll air. So uh, Anthony pulled yesterday's testimony where you know the the uh, where Merrick Garland was on the hot seat. Senator Kenny Kennedy was awesome, ripping into him, right, and talking about fentanyl and so on and so forth. We have the whale stories, which you've cut. That's an issue near and dear to your heart, Larry. Covering all of these whales just washing ashore. Right especially at the Jersey Shore. There are 25 at this point. Right. And then we have the story of no news in New Jersey and Delaware. But I know that off the top, let's let's go to what just happened in a South Carolina courtroom with convicted and disgraced, well, the convicted killer, disgraced attorney, Alec Murdaugh. So we knew he was convicted by the jury last night. And today he speaks out in court and then the judge sentences him. So first, let's listen to Murdaugh still claiming his innocence in court. And I tell you again, I respect this court, but I'm innocent. I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my wife Maggie. And I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my son Paul Paul. So that's what he said. I saw him say it. I was watching when yeah. he said that. He said it twice, as a matter of fact. He said it and he interrupted the judge one time Ooh. and said it to the judge. The The judge in this case, District Judge Clinton Newman, is a star. Uh, he was incredible. We haven't heard that much from him during the trial. He had his opportunity to talk today, and he was incredible. At, at a certain point, and I'm sure there's people that were watching this at home, at a certain point, you were sure he was going to give him the death penalty, even though the prosecution didn't ask for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. The prosecution asked for two life sentences. But he said, I know that the prosecution didn't ask for the death penalty. But you, sir, have run justice in this town for generations, you and your family. Mm-hmm. People in your family have overseen people get the death penalty. You have prosecuted people and had them go to get killed. Mm-hmm. Because of the death penalty. Pushed for that. He said, and they did much less than you did. And at that point, it was chilling. You thought to yourself, oh, my not, God, this, this judge is going to sentence him to death. And at the end, at the end of it all, he didn't. He didn't. He gave them two life sentences. So let's but, listen in. Should we listen to this? Sure. Let's listen, Anthony. All right, Mr. Murdo, I sentence you to the State Department of Corrections on each of the murder indictments in the murder of your wife, Maggie Murdoch, I sentence you for the term of the rest of your natural life for the murder of Paul Murdoch, whom you probably love so much. I sentence you to prison for murdering him for the rest of your natural life, those sentences will run consecutive under the statute involving possession of a weapon during a violent crime. There is no sentence where life a life sentence is imposed on other indictments. Okay, so that so we get the gist. We didn't right. hear the first part. <clears throat> so the, we we didn't hear the first part where he 
So thanks for paraphrasing that, Larry. But- no, here's the other thing. Uh, I mean, you played the part where he said, I, I would never kill my wife mm-hmm. and son. He said it again while the judge was speaking. And the judge immediately said, well, maybe it wasn't you. And you thought to yourself, where's he going with this? And he said, maybe it was the opioids, the 60 opioids you would take in a week. I've, I've prosecuted people. I've, I've, been, I've presided over cases where somebody did not know what they were doing because they were so high on drugs. And I know you were taking opioids, and that's exactly what it does. So maybe you didn't have control at that moment. That doesn't matter. You still killed them. He was outstanding. He was, uh, I mean, you know, he's an older gentleman. Uh, from, from this, just from what he said there, without notes, looking right at Murdoch, telling him how sad he was, how he knows him, he's been out of, at, at uh, social affairs with him, that he had to take, he had to take his relatives' pictures mm-hmm. off the wall so it didn't prejudice the jury. And he did seem sad. But man, in the you know he laid out everything and never backed off. Looking him right in the eyes, telling him that he believes that he killed his wife and child. I thought Murdaugh was close to showing some emotion. I think it's hurt him in this case that <laughs> yes. he hasn't been able to. That he's acted like an attorney. And the judge even said a couple of times while he was talking to him, "I know you have to say that you didn't kill them because you want to appeal. Mm-hmm. You're a good lawyer." I know what you're doing right now. And he's, but he, he, what he was getting at is we both know you did it. Yeah. Yeah. He's so clearly guilty. You know, it's so different from the, you know, you think of this judge, Judge Newman, and you think of back in the day, Judge Ito, who was so affected and all those prosecutors, everybody was affected by the cameras in the courtroom. We talked about because right. OJ Simpson was on social media talking about this case, but this is the opposite. I mean, this judge was all over national media, many of the, the networks taking the trial, and he see, he never flinched at the fact that he was on camera live, nor did the, nor did I see the attorneys really react to it. So hopefully we're in a new place where people really can do their job on camera, live in a courtroom, and have that transparency. Yeah, you can be on TV from your home now. I think we're, mm-hmm. I think we've become accustomed to it. If you remember during the OJ trial, it was all new. And so I'm not surprised that that, remember, he let everything in. Uh, yeah. He, he let, a, you know, the disaster. past history of the police officers in. He left, he let every piece of evidence in because he was awful. Ito was awful. This guy is the opposite of Ito. Yeah. This, this guy is exactly what you want from a criminal court judge. The, my commentary on this is that it's it's a sad commentary, but in truth, it just shows you it's it's that it's a domestic. We have these cases all the time here in Philadelphia in the suburbs. This one captured people, I guess, because they were so wealthy and he ironically is a lawyer, but in truth, it's a it's a domestic situation. That's that's what it comes down to. No, you're right, and it's a shame that more domestic crimes don't get the attention yeah. that this does. It has to be unfortunately which is 
which is an inherent racism in not only the system but in the media, that it's it, this happens all the time in black neighborhoods. When it happens in a white neighborhood, it gets coverage. Mm-hmm. It always does. Yep. And this this got coverage because he was rich and he ran the city. It, this got a documentary that I tried to start to watch, but I couldn't because I just it just didn't interest me. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the, the trial didn't interest me until today. I was turning it on just to see what was going on, and everybody went to it live. And when I saw this judge, I thought, well, there we go. Yeah. There's justice. He's the, he's the, he's the epitome of justice. He was so good. He was so good. When you get a chance, just go back and watch, watch his entire speech, uh, to Murdoch. It's worth watching. So to that, let's, let's pivot since the judge, Judge Newman, in this case in South Carolina, talked about the influence of drugs, opioids. And I was looking up some of the numbers and they're staggering. And in fact, our youngest son, David, in high school is doing a, a report about opioid deaths, in particular the fentanyl. But, you know, in just in 2021, it was 100, nearly 108,000 deaths, leading cause of death in Americans ages 18 to 45. And so that leads us to talk about fentanyl and coming over the border and the counterfeited pills that we see. So I want you to react, Larry, to this is uh, Senator Kennedy with his southern drawl, he is addressing Merrick Garland, AG, who's who's now, you know, under the heat and the intense spotlight for things like Mark Houck and the weaponization of DOJ. But in particular, just listen in to Kennedy, and I want to hear your reaction on the other side, Larry. Here's what I'm I've always been confused about. Didn't you understand? the chilling effect that it would have to parents when you issued uh, your directive, when you directed your criminal divisions and your counterterrorism divisions to, um, to investigate parents who are angry. Okay, just pause it for one second. So first up, he's, he's talking about the weaponization of DOJ at the school board level. That's okay. We'll talk about the drugs. He gets to that. But this one's an important one that we've talked a lot about, Larry. So this one, just listen to a little bit more and then react to this one. This is, he's, he's asked, you know, and this happened loud and it happened uh, in Bucks County, happened all over. Listen in. Emergent administrators during COVID. So Senator, if you just give me a moment to put the full context, I did not do that. I did not issue any memorandum directing the investigation of parents who were concerned about their children. Quite to the contrary, the memorandum that you're talking about says at the very beginning of the memorandum that vigorous public debate is protected by the First Amendment. And the kind of concerns that you're talking about are, uh, as expressed by parents, are, of course, completely protected. The memorandum was aimed at violence and threats of violence against a whole host of school personnel. It was not aimed at parents making complaints to their school board. And it, it came in the context of a whole series of other kinds of violent threats uh, and violence against other public well, well, officials. Let's walk through this. Um, your directive to your criminal division and your counterterrorism division came in a response to a letter from the National School Boards Association, did it not? In part to the letter and in part to news reports. Okay, I'm just going to interrupt it so that you can react to it real quick. Just pause it if you would. So they go back and forth, obviously, and the point that Kennedy's making is 
didn't your your folks, your own employees, help these people write it, and then you'd circle back around and basically weaponize the DOJ against parents speaking out about these ridiculous mandates? No, they took word for word out <laughs> of the letter they got. And it's not – look, apparently somebody didn't get the memo. He's saying that's not what my memo said. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what the FBI field agents did. They went and they weaponized the FBI to go after people – who don't believe in their same political position. They arrested a man that went to a school board meeting who was obviously distraught Mm -hmm. because his little girl was raped in the ladies' room. And they arrested that man. Have they no shame? And this, by the way, is so typical of everything. And, and, And look, I went into this administration with great hope. As you know, I've covered Joe Biden for a long time. Mm -hmm. I liked Joe Biden. I thought he was going to be a moderate. But this is epitomizes everything that this administration does. First, you deny it, even though the facts are there. Even though the facts are there, they deny it because they know that a large portion of the country is going to believe them and echo it. Mm -hmm. So they deny it. Then when it's proved that they're wrong, they blame Donald Trump, yeah. or they say Trump was worse. It, it is the exact same playbook on every problem they have, and they never fix the problem. This is the most political administration I have seen in my lifetime. Yeah. It might, there might have been one before me, but this is the most political administration I have ever experienced. And so, and I agree. And we look at, you know, East Palestine, and we've talked about that at home a lot, that you know, why hasn't Joe Biden, why hasn't he gone there to meet the needs of the people? There was another rally. Because he didn't yesterday. win Ohio. H- had it been in New York, he would have been oh, there. Yeah. Or this area. Or California, he would have been there. Oh, yeah, Pennsylvania. Right? Oh, he would, he, would have, he would have bought a, a home here. Yeah. He would have been here for days. Yeah, no, there's no question. It's because he lost Ohio. And because especially that area in East Trump Palestine. Country. Yeah, it was Trump country. Yeah. That's why he didn't go. Yeah, and he can't go there because they'll boo him. At this point, they not will, if he does the right thing. Yeah, at this point, he he knows he's going. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is after fumbling yeah. and and not doing anything and leaving these people to water that they can't drink. I get it, but um, if he would have gone immediately, the whole world would have applauded him for seeing past the politics of it and just doing the right thing. Doing the right thing never happens. Yeah, in this administration. Yes. All right, let's move on to fentanyl because we've talked a lot about this. We watched Dope Sick together. Yeah. So the, the, the opioid crisis is nothing new. We can't pin that on this particular administration. But, but when, you, when you hone in on the fentanyl crisis and it's tied to the border, you know, what's your, what's your re- reaction to the hearings we've seen? Thank God we are seeing these, these hearings finally talking about the crisis that nobody wants to talk about. Has Kamala gone to the border yet? I don't even know. Yeah, she did. She, but she didn't but really. She, she didn't really. really. She didn't really. She went to the airport yeah. and then she went to some headquarters, but never. I don't think she ever really saw the border. But but let me let me back up a little mm-hmm. bit with what you were saying. You're right. We had an opioid crisis, and the country and states responded. I had I did a town hall in New Jersey. TV stations did town halls. Everybody was all in on stopping the opioid crisis. And guess what? They they were successful. They were doing a great job in stopping the opioid crisis. Then fentanyl started to be mixed with opioids, and it took off. Now we have more people dying 
from overdoses than at any time in our history because of fentanyl, because it's so dangerous. And I do want to take a quick pause when I talk about this, because I know there's doctors out there that are getting upset Mm -hmm. because I've heard from them. They write to me in the commentaries that I've done about them in the past. I understand that prescription fentanyl and fentanyl used in a doctor's office is helpful and works well. And there is a use of fentanyl, but only under medical supervision. Fentanyl illegally put in other drugs to look like something else is what's killing 200,000 people. That's like a plane crash every single day. That's like a jetliner going down every single day. And nothing, nothing, nothing from this administration, nothing from the media. It is being ignored. And guess what? We're getting past the point now where I'm glad they're having hearings. Thank God for the Republicans in the House doing all this stuff, and and especially with fentanyl, because I get emotional about fentanyl, because this doesn't have to happen. And his own DEA, Biden's own DEA is telling him, you've got to stop this. His own DEA is saying this is coming from China and coming over the Mexican border, and they deny it. They deny it, even though people in their own administration know that it's happening and want it to stop. And we've gotten past the point, Dawn, where this is defensive, where we can we can just board up the border. There's already enough fentanyl in this country to yeah. kill every one of us five times over. So that we're past that point. We have to label these cartels that are doing this as a terrorist organization. And there, and there are only two cartels, two. Well, that's because they they got rid of all their competition, yeah. but they also run the government down there. And they're not going to help us. So we have to label them as a terrorist organization so we can use the military to go after them. And fentanyl itself should be a weapon of mass destruction. It should. As soon as we start labeling that and be aggressive in all of this, we can end this. We can take this out. The cartels will go running. They're not afraid of the FBI. Mm -hmm. They're not afraid of the Biden administration. They damn sure would be afraid of the U.S. military. Oh, yeah. It would stop. So just take out those, take out their homes. Their, what will we do? Drones, factories? And then our son, David, we had this family conversation. This is a, the Menti family dinner conversation. I know. And Menti says, well, Dad, you can't take out the factories. You've got all the innocent Mexican people working there. So you yeah. can't take out the factories. We have, in the past, let people know that they're going to be hit. Yeah. And so they can get out. We've done that several times. We did that for as far back as Reagan when he hit the... Uh, French embassy in Libya, and he let them know, you might want to evacuate your embassy. Yeah. That's when the French wouldn't allow us to use the airspace. <laughs> so that was that was Reagan. That's who we need now. Yeah. We need Ronald Reagan. So it, who's... Okay, go ahead. go ahead. No, sorry. No, so who... So when you say that's who we need now, who's the most like Reagan, who do you see moving forward? Who is that Reagan-esque person, that, that leader? It, does that person exist? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've been I mean, looking there's... at everybody because, look, I will tell you something, and uh, the, the Trump people are going to love this. I will tell you something. Donald Trump in the last month in all of the polls has risen. He is doing really well. I know every time DeSantis beats Trump in any poll, it gets highlighted. There was a new the article I just saw saying DeSantis doubles Trump vote in California. Okay, so what? Right. We're not Republicans aren't winning California anyway. So let's just forget about that. So so Trump in the last month in one poll I just saw he was losing to DeSantis in January. It's flipped in February. So Trump is is getting stronger. I think Trump 
has a lot of Reagan in him in his strength, he doesn't have the finesse. He doesn't have the ability to connect with the American people. He is. Well, I disagree with that. No, they loved him because he was a bulldog. They loved him because he was going to be a bull in a china closet and he wasn't afraid and he was going to take them on. That's why they loved him. You cannot compare him to the great communicator. He certainly. Ronald Reagan could handle every situation, anything that was thrown at him until. In, until his dementia started to right. come into, into play. But before that, he was, he was an amazing communicator and could handle everything. So many times, Donald Trump's mouth was his worst enemy. Well, the, he took the bait. Ult- ultimately, the, the mainstream so-called you know, liberal media figured out that they could just give some bait, some red meat, and trigger him either on Twitter or in some news conferences or those situations. And I, I will say he... he would take the bait, whereas Reagan would be able to realize that. And and who knows? Maybe moving forward, Trump could because now he sees it all. Right. I'll tell you. Th- I'll tell you this about Trump. Here's here's what I really admire. He never sent a man to war. That's unheard of. Yeah. Peace never sent a man to war. Which and is what with, he promised. With two teenage sons, that means a lot. He had opportunities, by the way. Yes. He did have opportunities to do it and never did it. And we had peace and prosperity, and so we complained about everything else. Mm-hmm. When there's peace and prosperity in the country, that creates a woke generation because they need something to complain about. And so they complain about all the less significant stuff. When number one and number two were handled, you start caring about three through 20. And that's what happened. Now we, have, we don't have peace and prosperity. We have a war in Ukraine that might turn into a Cold War, and we have a recession looming. I think we already are in a recession, but again, they just deny it, and everybody believes them. So, uh, But to your initial question, is there a Ronald Reagan out there? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. There's going to be a lot of people running on the Republican side. I mean, is, it, is, is Glenn Youngkin a, a Ronald Reagan? Is Chris Sununu a Ronald Reagan? I don't know. We're not going to see until they, they're tested. You know, it's easy right now. When you're being interviewed about potentially running, it's a lot more difficult when you get in the race Mm -hmm. and have to face somebody like Donald Trump. And when you say Trump, does it help Trump that he's essentially an incumbent running against an incumbent? In other words, in tough times, tough economic times, facing a possible, you know, this so-called Cold War with China and what's happening in Ukraine and everything in the world that essentially is a hot mess, including our economy, then is is Trump seen by a lot of people as somebody that that he's been in that job? Does he get that in incumbent sort of status against an incumbent who's failing us? Maybe. I mean, he certainly has support because of that. And he certainly has a, a really strong, what, 50% of the Republican Party, right. which is going to be really difficult to beat. Here's my concern about Donald Trump. And I, and I say this with trepidation because I do know he deserves another shot. I do know that uh, he had he had such headwinds against him, including, you know, two impeachment trials. They tried to impeach him on on Russia collusion that turned out to be a farce. And by the way, why wasn't anybody prosecuted for that? Exactly. A, a complete lie, a, a, an amazing lie that that almost it impeded the government for for a year and a half and tried to overthrow an election. The big thing about democracy, you know, the threat to democracy, that was a threat to democracy. And we don't even care about that anymore. So I understand people that think Donald Trump needs another try. He was great. We need to get him. We need to get him back in office. I worry 
that he is such a lightning rod that he might not be the right choice for this time. As much as he deserves it, as unfair as that is, I'm not sure he's the best guy to have up there. You know, it's someone that doesn't hasn't suffered the damage that he's has, he's suffered. It's unfair. I get that it's unfair. I understand that it's unfair, and I know you love Trump, so <laughs> so I can see it in your face as I'm saying this. But I'm just talking as a political yeah. strategy for the Republicans. That's all I'm talking about as a political strategy for the Republicans. And DeSantis may not be the right guy. We have to play through this process. Yeah. There's a lot to happen before they choose. And so I now just you're think- going back to the Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, trust the process. Is that where you're going here? Yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Joel and Veed. <laughs> We love Joelle. Well, we also love Chapman. So we, uh, and we're going to talk more. I'm going to get your take on this DOJ decision that Trump actually could be sued civilly by different individuals and the precedent it sets and maybe why that's a good thing. We'll talk about that moving forward. But Larry and I love, 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 love the Chapman family team, all the work they've done to make our home more energy efficient, more beautiful. Chapman windows, doors, and siding. They've done an awesome job in our house, and they're going to do the same in yours. And they can also customize anything you want. For example, a new Nana wall product. You got to see it. Gorgeous wall of glass doors, windows. They really do it all. Stucco remediation, siding, indoor and outdoor uh, doors. If you want the exterior doors, maybe maybe if you're thinking of still working from home and, you, you know, your husband <clears throat> might, you know, be loud when he's like, plant, you know, you're trying to work in the other room and he's like, I don't know, watching something on HBO, then, you know, you might want those interior doors with Chapman. <clears throat> yeah, good idea. <laughs> being a wise husband, like, yeah, honey, that's a good idea. Whatever you say. <laughs> but they, they really can really transform your home and those historically accurate, beautiful, lasting a lifetime, premium architecture, shutters, all of it. There's a Chapman difference. Trust me on this one. Meticulous work, outstanding service, high-quality products installed by High quality people, the Chapmans, and they're going to respect your family budget. Just call or text 610 431 8898. 610 431 8898. 
take a virtual tour. I think at some point our patio doors or windows, something's in there in our house too. ChapmanWindowsDoors.com. Tell them Dawn and Larry sent you. We're going to be right back with much more on Larry's Take coming right back. Love some of your reactions. Uh, Duffy saying nice show. But as far as Trump, Duffy does not think Trump should run. It's his history, his mouth, etc. But I know he wants to help the country. And uh, XLR8TN says, 45 is not done yet. Tell Larry, please, Dawn. <laughs> like I have control over it. <laughs> so I know this menu oh, okay. better than you do. Yes, yes, okay, I'll allow him to run. <laughs> no, I mean, look, if you were going to look at the polls right now, yeah, it's Trump. Trump's got it. I yeah. mean, Trump in the national polls does really well. The problem is, can he come out and win Iowa? Right. Can he win New Hampshire if Sununu runs? You know, we've been through this before. Can can he win South Carolina if Rice and Nikki Haley are running? Nikki Haley is running if if uh, Tim Scott runs. Can he win? Um, uh, can he win Florida? No, he can't win Florida. So he just. But here's the thing: if he finishes second in all those things and he leads into Super Tuesday with that, Super Tuesday is his. I mean, if he's not hurt too much by not winning some of those early states. In the media, and he comes out in Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is all his, so he just has to survive those early states. By the way, yes. they're playing around with the the map. The Democrats want to oh, change yeah, they the want map. South Carolina, right? Because he's political again. <laughs> he won South Carolina, Iowa. He lost New Hampshire. He lost. If you remember, they said that he that might be it for his campaign, mm-hmm. and if he lost South Carolina, that was going to be it. But the South Carolina Democrats all coalesced around him. And after that, people started dropping out of the race. What do you got now? You're smiling. No, the real Ron Swanson. Thank you. He says, it's great to hear at Larry Menti on the Philadelphia radio waves again. And he tag, he's thanking at Dawn Stensland on Twitter. So oh, that thanks. Was really nice. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. I agree. Real Ron. Plus, he gives me a break because this is my 30th hour live. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and as I told Anthony earlier, I said, Aunt, I said, Larry just wants to. Just kind of wear me out, so then. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, uh, we've been off the rails all morning. Excuse me. You know what? Can I tell you something? <laughs> Matt DeSantis, yes, is the most low-key, laid-back producer I have ever seen, <laughs> and I've worked in a lot of places. They're usually a little bit more frantic than this. Wait, Matt DeSantis, who's now on Afternoon. Oh, I'm but sorry. What about Anthony Dorenzo. That's who I meant. <laughs> We're looking up at a screen That's with, who I with meant. the name DeSantis. Whoa. I know. You meant Anthony. Sorry about that. <laughs> I really Dorenzo. apologize. It was your old producer. Yeah, I was talking about your ex. (laughs) (laughs) We don't allow that here. No, look how laid back you are. (laughs) It's amazing. Are you on something? (laughs) No, I think he's saying, I think he wants what you have. Maybe you have to put up with (laughs) me. I think that's what Larry's alluding to. (laughs) Oh, no, Larry. Everybody loves Anthony for sure. Um, So we, we were looking at a big monitor with the DeSantis name and that Youngkin now, and Larry kept saying to me, what if Youngkin runs out of Virginia? And now there's this latest poll and there are all these rumors. Is Glenn Youngkin thinking about jumping he in? He sound like it. He's not talking like a person that's going to run. It's a nice compliment, right? No, it is. And, and believe me, I look, everybody, you don't want to pass up your time. 
if he really thinks he has a path and it's his time, look at Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. By the way, Chris Christie's I still know. talking about running. Uh, there, every single poll where they add his name, he gets zero percent. Zero percent. You know, wake up and, and and wake up and smell the people who don't want you anymore, who smell you. They don't want you to run. Back to our man wife story. Yeah. All right. So we, we still want to get to the New Jersey, the whale story, which is a big topic for us. The no news in New Jersey and Delaware. But I, but which one do you want to go to first? The whale story? Yeah, go ahead. Whales. Good. Whales. All right. So listen to this report. I don't know if this is News 12. I know Chris Smith, who you know well, representative out of uh, New Jersey, is very upset about this. And Larry, this morning, there's, and I'm always half glass full, but it looks like some environmental groups are moving toward agreeing with Cindy Ziff that we need to at least look at this thing. Let's listen to this report, and we'll get Larry's reaction and your reaction, 855-839-1210, on the other side. We have learned through the police department here in Seaside Park that the owner of Funtown Pier donated his heavy equipment to help move the animal at no expense to Seaside Park. But still a couple questions remain. Where will the whale end up next and how exactly did it die? Through the fog and morning mist, another humpback whale ended up dead on a New Jersey beach. First spotted yesterday, about a mile offshore, winds and tides brought the whale to the sand. One of the first people to see it, Seaside Park Mayor John Peterson. Sadness uh, mixed with outrage. Despite scientists from NOAA saying repeatedly there are no connections linking offshore wind farm activity to the recent deaths, Peterson and more than 30 other mayors in the state continue their call for a pause. People on the coast, our fishing community, our residents, the tourists, the officials have all joined together and saying stop, put a moratorium on the pre-construction activities of the wind farms until we have scientific answers from independent authorities. Since December 1st, more than a dozen dead whales have either washed up or have been spotted offshore in the waters of New York and New Jersey. Congressman Chris Smith commenting today on the latest death, saying in part, the fact that these whale deaths are occurring concurrently with the ongoing sound surveys and the underwater noise generated by acoustic vessels, even before construction and pile driving begin, cannot be ignored. We'll end the it Marine there. Animals. We'll end it with this. That was a News 12. I know it's a little dull. It's News 12. Which no, is... he was he was, <laughs> he was at Charles Osgood. I mean, he was, he was doing that report like he was doing a feature. I know. Oh, it's another Sunday, and there's a dead whale, and they cue that sound playing. Man, that was the, there was no immediacy in his voice. This is a serious story. This is a sin, but I purposely, Anthony had other better audio, but I purposely said, Ant, run that News 12 because I know how to trigger my husband. And I knew. Get a cattle prod or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had like Fox 29 or something. She's like, play News 12. No, 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 play this News 12 report. Trust me on this one. That kind of drives me crazy. You know, know. have them do features. Have them do the end of summer. You know, the boardwalk is packed. That's that's fine. He could do that. This is a serious thing. This is right. a huge story. The whales. Twenty-five whales, not to mention the dolphins. I know it's the dolphins, other sea dolphins, life, right. other sea life. By the way, uh, you know you mentioned Chris Smith. Yeah, name. Chris Smith. Uh, I worked closely with in trying to get yes. a newscast for New Jersey. Chris Smith is wonderful. Chris Smith has written more bills 
than all of the other members of the New Jersey delegation combined. And so I just I yeah, I want to give working. a shout out to him. He's he's wonderful and he worked closely with us on everything. And so I really appreciate Chris Smith. And I hope the I know the people do. They keep reelecting him. He I think he's the third longest serving congressman in the U.S. Congress, and uh, he's done a wonderful job. Yeah. Let me get let me get back to the whales. I'm the whales. sorry I did that. Let's but, get to the well. Now it's anywhere between twenty five and thirty, depending on. You know, if you count, it's 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 basically Democrat-controlled areas on the East Coast. From Massachusetts down yes. to Delaware, which is the, where they're putting what what totals up to three Grand Canyons full of wind turbines, and they're doing it much too quickly. And there's going to be wires. And I, you talk to Cindy mm-hmm. Ziff all the time. She is she's wonderful. She talks about paving, cementing all of the ocean floor in that area, and putting up all of these wires. It's a big story, and. I can't believe the blowback that Cindy Ziff is getting. Yes. She, she's getting investigated. Yeah. They're coming after her, looking at her finances, trying to ruin her. There is a, there is a green energy mafia that's involved with this. And you have dead whales. Where's Greenpeace? Mm-hmm. Where are they? Yeah. I mean, I, think, I thought this was their thing. Why aren't they going out there and, and spray painting the turbines or, or trying to damage some of the ships like they used to do on all of the ships in the Pacific that weren't after whales? Where are all the other environmentalists? They don't care about sea life. If this was made on land, mm-hmm. we have enormous protests. Yes. Everybody would care about it. But nobody cares about this. I'm not saying nobody. Obviously, yeah. you do. And it shouldn't be partisan. No... By the way, and can we stop with the stuff, what do you want to end this? You know, we have climate change. What do you want to just stop it? Everybody's talking about pausing it. Yeah. No one's saying it doesn't have to happen. What people are saying is slow down. We don't know what the effect of this is going to be. It's unprecedented. Study it. And stop throwing at me all the administration studies on this uh, NOAA saying, oh, there's no evidence. No, there's no evidence because you wouldn't investigate. Right. Come, come and investigate this. Yeah. And the Mammal Marine Center, they, they've come out and said that the full necropsy results from all of these whales are not in yet. So this is a piece of this. That, no. That they're, you know. It, they're it, looking at pictures and yeah. going, oh, look, it looks like it got hit by a boat. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens to a floating whale? Right. It gets hit, it gets hit by a boat. It can't get out of the way. Yeah. And, and you're only talking about the ones that have washed up on shore. Yes. As Cindy said, uh, and I talk to her all the time. As Cindy said, there's a whole lot more out there that are floating, uh, that are being eaten, that, that drop down to the bottom. If we're getting this many on shore, you can double or triple that on the ones that are dying out there. And the argument that this is so much better for the environment, how do we know? Right. There are studies out there that are saying it's going to have little or no effect on climate change. They, they've problem is this is pushed by money and politics they want to get this done in the next two years before they may lose power yes that's what's happening and the contracts were already signed and and most of the companies that are doing this the one that's doing it in in new jersey is a german company they're getting all the money Yes, of course, not they're local. Yeah, not they're opening, American. Well, they're opening factories factories here. Yeah. That was Jobs, part of the money, deal. But they get twenty five percent of all the money that's made uh, from the wind farms, and everybody's uh, electric bills are going up because and the cost. Yeah, the cost initially. is being passed along. So no, there's nothing good about this. But you know, I I went 
I had, I drifted a little bit on on the argument. We have to care about what's happening to the water off the Jersey coastline. We have to care about the fishing industry. We have to care about the fishing lanes. We have to care about the future of our food chain. Yep. All that has to be studied. That's all anybody's saying. Nobody's saying, don't do this. Everybody's saying, just study it. And where, I'm sorry, I know, no, I, no, I can go on. Where, where are all the people that came out against the oil dredging and even the exploration of putting oil out, out there. They said that's going to hurt the sea life. That's right. And that's what Cindy Ziff was effective in shutting down. Oh, she was amazing. Yes, which is why she says, look at, especially the Gulf Coast, an area we love, Naples, Fort Myers, Cape Coral, they have that red tide, which many environmentalists say is what we would have at the Jersey Shore but if but they they blocked a lot of what happened in the Gulf with that drilling. That's Dawn, the Cindy got it stopped just on construction. Yeah, she said that even doing the exploration using sonar to find out where the yep. oil is would affect sea life, and she got it stopped just on that. Yep. They're doing the exact same thing. Yep, and now it's okay. Now all of these environmentalists are silent all of a sudden, and my feeling is all of them are getting paid. There's too much money involved in this. We're it's talking about money. billions of dollars. It's not about green as far as it's it's really not. And that's the sick part of this, this disingenuous, you know, mantra that, oh, this is we're about zero emissions, which are doesn't exist and so on and so forth. It is all about the green. You're right. This exposes their hypocrisy yes. more than anything else. Anything that's ever happened, these whales floating up and the porpoises and the uh, dolphins yep. floating up, this shows more than anything else the hypocrisy of it. And for that reason alone, they should be ignored. Yes. We're talking about not the environmentalists, the partisan politics of this. No, this is the environmentalists too. Some of the environmentalists are just as hypocritic. No, not Cindy. Cindy's true. Cindy is not a conservative. No. She's not partisan. Cindy was was out in front and she was hailed as a hero against the oil dredging. Little did they know. Yeah. She just actually has an honest, pure heart, and she just cares about the ocean and the environment. And we didn't even mention the big bird-watching migratory you know, situation in Cape May, Oh, that's example. all going to be affected. But that's coming up. We'll see if it's affected by any of this early on. And what's that, March? Or, we, excuse me, May. If it affects the sea life, it's going to affect the food chain. And the food chain is going to affect every animal. And mm-hmm. so, uh, no, I, she Good sees answer. it coming. By the way, Cindy Ziff, by the way, we're talking about Cindy Ziff from Clean Ocean Action, mm-hmm. and you can follow them on Twitter, and please go to their website because they have the latest on everything, and she really is a true hero. By the way, she told me that this was going to happen two, two years, years ago? ago. Yeah, it's un- unbelievable. Part of the problem is there's no actual news market in New Jersey. The same case could be made for Delaware. And this is one of our you know topics as long time, you know, TV people. But talk to me a little bit about that. I still want to get to that other Trump lawsuit involving DOJ. But just give give us a piece of that, what a story like this, how it might look very different in coverage if New Jersey had at least at least one news market. What is it? The truth dies in darkness. (laughs) And that's true in New Jersey. That's true in New Jersey because they have 
you know, News 12 does a nice job and NJN does a nice job, but mm-hmm. they're limited. One's a, one's a public station that does a half hour a right. night and doesn't have many resources. And News 12 is just if you have that cable system up in New York. South Jersey is left out completely. And the whole reason this is happening is because New Jersey is not a television market. A long time ago, the networks got together with Nielsen, the ratings people, and decided to divvy up New Jersey between the New York and the Philadelphia markets. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we they have been they have been horrible foster parents to New Jersey. They have they have ignored them. The kids would be taken away at this point. Yeah. If because they have they show up, what do they show up? They show up, well, let's see, if there's a disaster, if they're really needed, or the opening of summer. They're yeah. like, you know what they're like? They're like shoebies. They just show up and and a big storm. They check the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? But other than that, they're not covered. And that's this is a big deal. Yeah. It's amazing what can happen when nobody's watching, when you don't have a TV station watching. We worked on getting this. As you know, I was down in Washington just about every month trying to get a TV station, over the air TV station, which could help with Superstorm Sandy. You know, I anchored during Superstorm Sandy up in New York. Yeah. And they didn't get to New Jersey till seven minutes in. Well, this is a life and death situation. People need people need to hear from the TV news people and from their uh, uh, and and from their supervisors and their congressmen and politicians immediately. They need to know that immediately. There has to be an over-the-air station, and New Jersey right now uh, doesn't have many. They they have a couple, but they do all paid for yeah. stuff. Real quick here, and I and I apologize because we're running out of time. We have to get to Dom real quick in, in short order. Oh, sorry, no, that's okay. But real quick, this DOJ ruling that in fact Donald J. Trump, president at the time, that he could be sued civilly. To me, it opens a door. It opens the door because I'm saying, oh, good, because now we could sue who? Randy Weingarten? Could we sue DOJ? Could Mark Houck? Our pro-life activist and father who has been exonerated by a jury, could he sue DOJ? I mean, now if you can sue people, let's just sue everybody. Right. Let's sue this Joe is, Biden. This let's isn't going to hold up in court. Right. It's, it's not going to hold being up sarcastic. in court. Yeah, yeah I, it's not. It's going to get thrown out. But it shows you their motivation and it shows you how politicized <clears throat> the Justice Department has become. Yes. I think that was, I that think was, that was dumb. <laughs> It's 55. Saying I've talked too much. It's Friday. Hey, Dom. Hey, just warming up in here. Bullpen, that's all. Hey, uh, Dawn, we have the head of the schools in Upper Darby. You may have seen this and talked about this morning. Message to the parents. I want to know, are the parents thinking, hey, mind your own lane. Do the right thing in schools or not. We'll ask him about that. Good. And Josh Shapiro tells us tax credits to cops I agree with, teachers I don't. Mm. That's what he's proposing. Look forward to it. The Dom Giordano Show is right now. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.